This is the Poetry in Motion podcast on the Blood Red channel with Neil Fitzmorris, bringing you all the big news and even bigger views on Liverpool FC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, the leggy attack. I've got a bit of leggy people. I'm going to fight you. I've got my lockets. But other other remedies are available. <laughs> Don't want to get the echo into trouble. I'm joined as usually as usual by the cream of the crop of journalism, in my opinion. I've got Paul Wheelock here. Hello, Paul. How are you, pal? I'm all right, mate. You okay? I'm all right, you know, mate. I'm struggling through with my man flu. You know how bad it is. Forget about childbirth. This is man flu. <laughs> and uh, alongside me, just to my right, is the lovely Kevin O'Neill. How are you, my lovely? Very good, thanks. All the better for seeing you. Oh, that's that's Been so a while. lovely. If I could believe you, honestly, I would. I get paid to say that. I know you do. Um, you, you don't see this because we don't film our, our podcasts. Um, Thank God. But uh, we're having microphone problems, aren't we? We are. These mics come up, keep coming up. I had a wonderfully cool moment before, didn't I, Kiva, talking to you when the, the mic just slowly came up and just touched right on the end of my nose. <laughs> I must. I started it out, didn't I? Yeah, and then you done like a Matrix sort of like Move flip back. when it when it attacked you for the second time. <laughs> anyway, we can cut all this shit out. Um, especially that bit. Um, let's talk, you know, the country's in disarray, isn't it? let's be honest with you, but let's talk about what makes us happy. The mighty Reds marching on again. Who'd have thought, I keep saying this probably, um, with all the podcasts, but who'd have thought we'd have got this far into the, into the campaign, both domestically and, of course, uh, in the European stuff. Still, we've dropped two points in the entire campaign. It is a remarkable return for a team that is um doesn't know how to doesn't know how to lose at the moment keeper no and obviously the only loss we've had is the napoli game isn't it um and i think that served us quite well i think losing sometimes i've said it before it's it's, it's a good thing it and, it, and if it ain't a, in the, in the, in yeah. the league it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it tends to get yeah, you focused i know that's what i mean so those games obviously now we've obviously after gank last night we've got one game we beat napoli or i think they drop points and whatever happens on the other side. I don't know how all the maths work. That's, yeah. It's not up to me. Well, we've got nine points. They've got Napoli have got eight. eight. Napoli drew so, last night. Yeah, so if we beat them or whatever, I think we're basically through because Salzburg can't then go through, depending on their... I don't know what happens. But anyway, we'll get through. And then, you know, last season we took it right to the wire, didn't mm. we? And obviously it was just that 1-0 game, which was horrendous to be a part of, wasn't it? Um, and undefeated in the league, which obviously we was last year for a long time. But... Now comes the big test, doesn't it? The big test is a, is due to come on to us at the weekend, isn't it? And um, we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, Paul, when the draw come out for the for the European for the for the I call it the European Cup, Champions League, old school. You looked at Genk, you looked at Salzburg, and you went, yeah, easy. Are we being poor, or are they actually decent sides? Because because they're not as bad as they were sort of written off, but they've they've provided some really good moments of football, haven't they? And certainly rocked Liverpool a couple of times, Paul. No, I I think you agree. I don't think you know being. Absolute full tilt in in the Champions League just yet, but like I was quite impressed by Genk in both games. You know they've had a go, haven't they? Like the four one was probably was, 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 quite was a good striker, wasn't he? And probably the four one was slightly flattering. There was only one team, quality team in it, but they had quite a lot of chances over there in Belgium. And was really impressed with with Salzburg what they did in the second half, and like the fact that they've just gone to Napoli and Drew shows how good a side they are. Because we've all we've said this on this podcast before, Napoli are top quality side, aren't they? So yeah. I think sometimes you've got to take it uh, take it into consideration. Like the fact that you know opposition aren't as bad as maybe we made out before before the matches, and at the end of the day, Liverpool may not have been the best in the Champions League, but the top of the group. And as Kiva rightly says, they're beating Napoli in the next game and through to the next round. So no, no complaints at all. And I think Liverpool are the experts in taking it one game at a time, aren't they? Particularly in European football, because I mean we lost three games last year, four games all in all. I think didn't we? And still got the cup. So it's about just it's about dealing with the ninety minutes in front of you, isn't it? Uh, we march on anyway in, in Europe. Well done. Great result last night, of course. 
Uh, one of the things that stood out for me and, and has in the last couple of games is, is the uh, is the um, reemergence of, of, of uh, Oxley Chamberlain, who for me, uh, for me, is des- deserves a spot on, 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 at the weekend against City. I, I think he's been, for me personally, I think he's been that little bit of outside of the box possibilities for the goal that we've been lacking. Everything goes through the front three, and I feel like we've been lacking that little Coutinho type player. Um, and for me, Ox does it. I think he's. Do- I think he really does it. We'll talk about that in a second. For me, but personally, I think it's Fabinho, Genie or Hendo behind. I don't think Hendo's been too well, but so maybe Fabinho, Gino. And I'd really like to see Chamberlain go at City. I think we'll talk about the strategy the club may or may not use at the weekend. Um, but he's certainly he, he's coming back into the fold and he's he, he's shown a lot of the promises that he had just before his injury. Yeah, obviously returned late last season, didn't he? I think Huddersfield at home, he come on and to a rapturous applause from the cop. I think the whole... Of Anfield was just so happy to have him back, and it was nice for him to obviously. Be he immediately able... got into the hearts of the Liverpool fans because uh, of when his he came. He his... just, I think, you know, obviously his last game for Arsenal was against Liverpool in that um, yeah. defeat, oh, wasn't it? And then yeah. he signed to Liverpool, which is, you know, he probably maybe didn't even know he was coming to Liverpool at that point. He's always shown something as an Oxley Chamberlain. I always can picture that time when Arsenal would get and beat by felt like Bayern Munich every season in the Champions League, or they were going out early on. And I just remember that time when Arsenal weren't pressing, and he just sort of like was cussed as this frustrated figure. Mm. He was his arms really were flapping. Never in the position he wanted to be in, did he? No, and I just no. feel like he's sort of like come home to Liverpool. You know, he's had to yeah. move up the country, but you know, he just seems in a in a great place. Other than that injury, just completely destroying everything that he built. But now I feel like he's 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 not back at the level he was because he was excellent. You remember them goals he scored, and obviously scored four goals since in a a few games now, hasn't he? But I just feel like he's there or thereabouts, just about to knock on the door of the form he was in last season and I would 100% start him. I've been saying, since he was first, I've been saying play him because it just, obviously you have to coax them back and it takes a long time to come back from an injury like that. Yeah, of course. Not only have you Mentally come back and, well you, and you fit, but <clears throat> you've got to get back to that peak level of performance yeah. which he was given off. So I feel like he's just on the cusp of that now and he's, he's one of them players, I think, well, likely to be about Henderson, and Henderson is fifty percent a player of just passion and thought, and he's the Liverpool captain because of that, and then fifty percent of what he can do. And yeah. I feel like Oxley Chamberlain sort of that yeah. as well. Like, <clears throat> obviously, he's mostly talented, but he's got this just I don't know this real affinity with the fans. I feel like he really gets it, and he he's just like a happy-go-lucky lad. And all his interviews he's seen last night, and you know, he's always laughing, and you just think. He just seems like the perfect Liverpool player right now, and he, he's definitely got a start against City. Definitely, and I, and I think he made a good point. I think he was he, he was in a really frustrating time in his career, and he's come to a club where he's suddenly playing European football, or you know, getting injured, but being part of this this amazing team, and he just loved it. He fell in love with it very very quickly, didn't he? And when you see where he get you know the social media clips of him, he's having an absolute ball. And I think Liverpool fans have always been the kind of fans who, if you give it up for the club. They love you, and if you've got a bit of a sense of humour as well, and you don't take yourself too seriously, you're in the fold straight away. And he really has kind of endeared himself to the fans, hasn't he? And it's great to see. I mean, you know, he scored some absolute pearls, and I think we've been lacking that little deft touch outside of the front three. Because <clears throat> again, we saw last night with Salah, Paul. He brings a ball down from the air, incredible. He's got incredible pace. He's got lovely touches. He's just lacking that little bit of confidence for that finish. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was when he was curling him in the top corner. 
And he, he, what do you think is, is? Do you think it's a pressure thing that's, that, that that gets onto Salah, or do you think he's gone past that now and it's just a little bit of lack of form? I, I, I can't say for certain because I don't know know him personally, obviously. But I think he's like a confidence player, which is absolutely bizarre. Because if I had his ability, I don't think I'd ever struggle for confidence at all. But I think he sometimes I think over, that ability over, brings a pressure. On I think he overthinks it? things, doesn't he? A little bit. I thought he played pretty well last night, but his final ball and he should have passed probably more than he did. But you are Mohamed Salah, and like that's really your job to score goals. So I do give him a bit of a uh, bit of you know a bit of breathing space there when I say something like that. But I just think going back to Oxley Chamberlain, I think he, he he is kind of like could be a difference maker because you're seeing now more and more teams are trying to get a grips with the front three as hard as it is because they are so good. And if you can do that, then you've got the fullbacks. But there will be instances when the fullbacks will be you know will be restricted as well. And I think when you don't have an Oxley Chamberlain in that midfield, it's it's not samey, but you. When Alden does it for Holland, but he rarely does it for Liverpool, where there's someone who can just pull something out of the bag from 30 yards. Yeah. And if you look at the goals Oxley James has scored so far this season. Night as well, obviously, he scored yeah. three bangers before then, but that was from a standing position on a left foot as well. He does, I think you say. He just brings that element, doesn't yeah. he? And what he's done as well since he came on at Old Trafford, obviously, him and Cater sort of changed that game, and Lallana obviously scored. He's a midfielder. Henderson has then scored, Oxlade-Chamberlain scored mm. when Aldham scored last night. It seems like when Oxlade-Chamberlain's in the midfield, the other midfielders are just boosted yeah. by yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It says he, he, he fits that gap that we've been having. Well, talking to Naby Keita, he, came, he played last night as well, of course. He's still a bit of a strange one, isn't he, Naby Keita? Because, I mean, I, I think he's great going forward. I, I, I found personally a few times last night when he lost the ball, he's very slow to try and get it back. He sort of jogs alongside rather than trying to get a foot in. Um Still have high hopes for him because I can still see the ability. Some of his little touches, some of his passes, him are lovely. Um, and I, I, I want to see Naby Keita in that side on a more permanent basis. But he just hasn't done the thing that Oxley Chamberlain's done, has he? And just sort of tipped the balance for, for me. No, I I agree. It's just it, it feels like there's a bit of pressure on him every time he starts. It feels like certainly like when you look on social media, things like people are trying to over like emphasise how well he's played or how badly he, or people yeah. say he's played badly when he's not played that badly or I think some people want him to play better than he actually has I just think you look at it now it's it's just going to be really difficult for him to get into that team on a regular basis because Fabinho and Alderman are two of the first names on the team sheet and as you both rightly said there Oxley chamberlains could arguably have moved ahead of Henderson now so you've got four players ahead of him there and I don't know if we're going to talk about the Carabao Cup, but who knows how long that's going to last after the ridiculous scheduling decisions. You yeah, know, we'll for, for, so it's, it's game time for Cater, isn't it? I'm sure he will have plenty well, of it over the season. Well, effectively, we're going to have to have two teams. You're going to have two hours, teams. So. But I just, I, I think there just needs to be a bit of pressure taken off him. And just if he's going to do it, he's just going to have to do it on his own steam. I think almost. he's got to look at Oxlade-Chamberlain as the example. He's come in and played, what now, four games. He hasn't even started. And yeah. they've been in the Carabao Cup, the Champions League, a couple of them games. And obviously made a couple of appearances off the bench. I feel like Kate has got to look to him because now, going into Man City at the weekend, like we're all saying star Chamberlain, a lot mm. of people are, where they're not saying star Kater, he's now, after his performance last night, fell out the, the pecking order. Yeah. And he's, he, he can't let that sort of get to him. I think he's just no. got to look and how quick Oxley chamberlain has turned it around to, like Wheelow said, go above Henderson in the pecking order. It can quickly happen for him. I just feel like he needs that... I think Mane mentioned in his interview with France Footballer, you know, he's trying to learn English. And I think maybe that could, Mane's his only sort of outlet, yeah, only, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. So, Klopp had commented in the past that he doesn't really yeah, speak he made quiet, it, yeah, quite yeah. Yeah. And we've got to remember as well, actually, Chamberlain's played his entire career in British football <laughs> yeah. in, in the Premiership. Um, 
So, so and Cater is very much new to it. So hopefully, it's just keeping him happy, and and and, and hopefully, he's he's certainly wants to. He's he's a good one to have in the background, isn't he? Really, when, when, you know, when you think about it, and 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 building up that great squad as well. Let's talk about the previous couple of games then, because I think the last time we did our podcast, I think we were just heading to the United game. Yeah. Liverpool, you, they just don't seem to turn up to those games at Old Trafford, do they? It was a very frustrating time, but thankfully we got that point out of it. Um, Leicester, again, a tough side. You know, Brendan Rodgers is doing doing a really good job with them. They'll be there and there about to top four, I think, in, at, the, at the end of the shake of the season. Let's talk about the Villa game, because it's funny I'm at the amount of people who, who, are, who, are, who are coming onto social media after the Leicester game and the Villa game and the United game saying how lucky Liverpool are. Well, to that, I can only say this. You're not lucky when you're, certainly let's pick up the Villa game, you're not lucky when your equalising goal comes from a left-back marauding into the box with three minutes to go. That's a team wanting to win, that's not a team trying to get lucky. Um, and then the winner comes from Mane, who, who risks getting booted in the face as he, as he heads that ball. There's no, there's no luck about what's happening, but you create your luck. It's about a team that has that mentality now, Kiva, doesn't it? Do they, don't, they don't really see getting beat as an option. And it's a pattern now, isn't it? Mm. So you can't say luck anymore because it's just reoccurring thing that Liverpool are gonna, you know, leave at least. Obviously, Liverpool can score early on. We know that, but they just seem to teams are frustrating them a little bit at the minute. But at the same time, Aston Villa, it was such a, a, a poor game. I thought and a great for a long time. Villa, to be fair, yeah. they, they, yeah. they they stepped up, they pressed high. But Liverpool, yeah, you're right, can you? But, but we're gonna face that. I think everywhere yeah. we go because mm. now people don't want Liverpool to win the Premier League, and they know it's their chance to, you know upset the apple cart a little bit and rock the boat. Um, but we've seen that as well with Southampton and Man City. Obviously, they gave it a good go, didn't yeah. they? But fell late at the end. So, I just think Liverpool are just finding... I wouldn't even say this is a new way to win because this is just another way to win. And, you know, it's one that we're using a lot more. Like, the Leicester one was just ridiculous, really, wasn't it? Like, you didn't think we were getting... Mm -hmm. I was at Anfield, and I just thought, yeah, this is... You'd always... I don't know, with Liverpool, though, you, as a fan, you're sort of just growing with the game, and you're just thinking... You never really think it's over until the whistle's blown, and it, it's, it hasn't ended for us, has it, where we've had that... Other than in Napoli, but I think you were long sort of There always is that feeling, that. isn't it? But there's, there's always yeah. that feeling, and... You know, a lot of clubs don't have that. Liverpool at the minute, like, I remember growing up and watching... Uh, Alex Ferguson yeah. chewing exactly his gum on yeah. the touchline, looking yeah. at his watch, Fergie all time. fidgety, and yeah, Fergie time. And you just knew United are going to pop up and score, yeah. and Liverpool are that now. And I know a lot of people have made that comparison, but it's true. It like that ruined that's our childhood. Yeah, that yeah. thing. Yeah, now no, it's, you know, I mean, that's that kind of football playing is how you win leagues. And I'm not saying, look, it'll be the greatest time of my life to, to be at an age where I can really fully appreciate. Uh, Liverpool doing what they do in the Premiership if it, if it happens and I don't want to do anything to try and uh, to try and curse it but that is how you do it that is how you you, you get there by 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 digging them out and City City have been doing it as well yeah. for the last few seasons you know Chelsea's all the league winners have always been able to find something in them the last couple of minutes to turn a game around the Villa game is extraordinary for it because that was one of them games where you know we had seventy six percent away from home twenty six attempts on goal or something. And a Liverpool of old, how many times have you seen a Liverpool of old come out of that with a 1-0 with a, with a defeat or a 1-1 one, one draw? And you think, we had all them chances. And I remember when Dalglish was in charge the, the last time round, mm -hmm. we had so many chances. We had to post three times at the bar twice. But there's just something about it, isn't it? That, that, that It didn't really surprise me when, 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 we, when we got the winner because you, you feel like that's what Liverpool are doing at the moment. They, they have such a self-belief 
That it really is an over till that whistle blows at the end. No, and I think it's it's within. And the even VAR, terrible decision, don't stop us. <laughs> it's within the fan base as well, because funnily enough, we're, we're short in our kitchen. I was at home at the moment, and we were in Anfield, at like the workshop centre, and Robinson's goal goes in, and everyone's cheering in there. And then everyone was saying, Win it now. Yeah. We'll win it now. Yeah. There's just that belief. And you can see it in the players as well. There's that great video of Van Dyke coming off the pitches and he just goes, This is what we do. And it, you the, it's as as Keeper rightly said. That's, of other teams, that's what I mean. You if you're the other team, if I reckon Villa when Robertson equalised, they must have thought, Oh, we're done for here. Because it's just natural. That's what it's happens. natural. This is what Liverpool that, yeah. do. Yeah. And automatically your mentality goes from maybe holding for a one, you're now thinking, oh, we we just need a point and everything changes and the, the longer it continues and you can, can't see it not continuing because the team's mentality is just so impressive I can see more late winners coming and as you rightly said Fitzy I think that'll be the, that could be the difference well you don't stop playing and that's the thing and, and the more momentum you get and the more they need to know where they are my, my one fear starting this season was that you know people said they're going to push on now and I was thinking are they going to push on or are they going to go oh we got so close but we're a bit disheartened they're pushing on there's no doubt about it this is a team that wants it you know that they want it they don't want to be second best. They don't want to be losing by a point. They want this league. And you can see how the stupid comments... I had a lot of respect for Pep Guardiola. I think he's an idiot now. Because yeah. he's just... You know, the first rule is don't show your hand. And he's coming out with stupid comments. And, you know, we live rent-free in his head is, 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 a, is a beautiful example, isn't it? Of, 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 of how we view him now. He just needs to shut up and stop, stop coming up. But you can tell... You can tell the frustration of them, United fans, Everton fans, because we keep doing it in that very, very last second of the game. And it's so... Funny to think that they're wringing their hands out and going, I don't believe it. You know, it's the fact that over the last five or six games or something, you could have turned the TV off and we were getting beat, you know, with, with f- six, seven minutes to go, and then you've switched it back on and we've won. And it's just, it's hilarious to me to, to see that we're doing it that way. Let's talk about, because obviously, you know, they are an incredible team, Liverpool. But let's, I think it'd be, a, it'd be remiss if we didn't look at the vulnerabilities and the frailties that I think we're showing as well, because we are definitely defensively showing frailties that we. We weren't showing last season. We've we've conceded a lot more goals. Um, we're nearly up to the level of the goals we, we we conceded in the entire season last year already. Uh, I don't think we've had a clean sheet at Anfield yet, have we? Has it been two all season off the top of the head? I think two for Alisson yeah. in all comps. So I feel like maybe just one for Adrian. For Adrian, yeah, as well. She- Sheffield United, we got one. Yes. Um, it's been none in Europe, hasn't it? It's been, it's been a lot less, though, hasn't it, compared to last season? But it's it's there seems to be and 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 that that line that they're showing now with with free kicks, which two they conceded last year, if you remember uh, Leicester, the Harry Maguire goal and the West Ham goal, uh, Declan Rice, I think wasn't it? Mm. Um, they were headers where they just they hold a high line and then they just beat the, the offsides up and put them in. Happened again last night with Genk. I think I think it happened. It was an offside shouting that, so they got that one right. But there seems to be a, a bit of a frailty. Am I right in saying that? Am I looking at it too much? Do you not think that there is a there is a slight vulnerability uh, for Liverpool as well as all this success? I think without Matter, especially because he's been alongside Van Dijk. But Klopp was asked last night on BT Sport what he thought of you know obviously not another clean sheet's gone gone amiss, and he said he doesn't. There's not really a pattern to the goals we're conceding because obviously against Villa it was the other side, against Genk it was you know. The header, the way it was, and great header, oh, oh, yeah, brilliant header. And I'm glad he got the goal, by the way, because I think it was either one who scored and it was ruled yeah. out. Yeah. And his interview after that game was like it was me, like it was going to be the best memory of my whole right, life. Yeah, and I was right, just yeah. like, oh, yeah. so when he scored, it was kind of like I think we're going to win anyway. So <laughs> yeah, let him have his moment. <laughs> cop end. Um, 
But yeah, I, I feel like there's not really a pattern. There's no one you can pick out and say, you're doing something wrong. I feel like Alisson's still warming up to... Mm. And most goals, if you look back at them, I don't think he could have got near them. I don't think, no, I think he it's hasn't more made a, a mistake. I think it's more of a defensive uh, situation than, than rather than the keeping situation. In fact, I think he's helped us out a few times. And Adrian has as well. I think it just seems to be that there's... Just as a winning mentality gets into your head, a, a, a little bit of doubt can get into your head. And I think you've hit it on the on, 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 you've hit the nail on the head. I think with the this, the lack of stability with the back, mm. the centre backs, because we had Gomez in for a while, he got injured. Matip's took over. Gomez couldn't get back into the side. Matip's injured, so we've got this Lovren Gomez going on now. And I think it's that sort of stability we need again, Paul, isn't it? I agree because if you look at it, the past season and half, it was Lovren came in the near the back end of the the Champions League run to the final in Kiev and then Gomez started last season for four or five months so impressively then got injured and then it was obviously massive coming to the fore I know we've all joked and it's probably true you know anyone could play alongside Van Dijk and look a good player but you need a partnership centre-back partnerships that title winning campaigns are built on uh, centre-back partnerships and I think it's it, it probably is just that and I know Klopp's been asked about it a few more times though I think he was asked about it when he was sat next to Alisson and Alisson was like yeah we need more clean sheets we need more clean sheets as you would say as a keeper and Klopp was kind of like, yeah, we do, but if we're winning, does it really matter that much? You know, it, it would become a concern if there wasn't the last minute winners like at Villa. And you're right, you know, you do, you still can't be completely positive because you've got to find areas for improvements. But to me, I think it'll come together. I think once yeah. that's settled down, I think... It's an odd one, isn't it? Because we went through that whole thing last season of we get a goal and we go, we know we're all right now. Yeah. We've got a goal. And before that, it was we need two or three. And, yet, and now we're sort of drifting back to that... That frame of mind of we need two or three here just to make sure. I mean, last night, you know, we got that one. We needed to push on, and there were chances for Gang. There was no doubt about it. There were chances yeah. for them to pull two two. So we're, we're sort of back into that territory again a little bit, aren't we? Of of saying let's just let's just get that breathing space. You always want that anyway as a fan. But I think last year there was such a an air of invincibility with that back four that that that, that you felt like one goal was going to be enough. It just feels like it's not. At the moment, a lot of that, of course, could be down to the fact that teams are watching how we play. Yeah, you can yeah. analyse till the cows come home about how we play our game. So there's so much more. I could also talk about Salah then in that way because people are starting to double mark Salah, and no matter how Salah's form may not be 100, percent I'd still have him in the team every single week because he's worth it just for what he takes, the defenders he takes away from 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 other players and, and, and gives opportunities to. So. I, I don't even like being be, be, being negative about it, but I think it's all. I think it's always good to have a parity mm. of our other team. There's no point in us coming on here saying everything's wonderful. There are clearly areas where we hope. I mean, I don't honestly think yet Liverpool have, have kicked into gear. No, which no. Is, I felt no. like this no. last season though for a long time, and then it was like, oh, hang on, I think we. This is just how we play now. But yeah. We are definitely due a good four or five nil result where we're just so dominant, and you know. That'll we've be been now. dominant anyway, but <laughs> Taking, you know, yeah. you do think you're looking to Sunday thinking we've got to keep a clean sheet against City, which just seems insurmountable, doesn't it? It just feels like this massive task. But if Liverpool could do that, that would lay down a massive market mm. of our defence actually going, you know, with the problem City are having with their defence this season to go, actually, you know what, we're still in the same position as last season. And I've got an inkling he'll go with Lovren after Joe Gomez's performance last night. I feel like Joe done enough and you do want to see him kick on. You know, he's young, he's got a lot of... He could be Liverpool's staple centre-half for the next, you know, for a long time anyway. And I just feel like he's just fell out the pecking order a little bit and I just feel like he'll go with the experience. And aren't we glad now? We were speaking in the summer about Lovren might have been going. Yeah. Shortly we're glad now that he's oh, he stayed. Poetry in motion on the Blood Red Channel.
But all right, well, let's talk about it. We've put it off as long as, we, as long as we could, but let's talk about it. Arguably, well, it's not arguably. This is the biggest game of the season, home and away, for these two teams, for the whole of the Premiership. I don't care what anyone else says. These are the two gladiators, really, that are whacking away at each other. Liverpool, I mean, again, Guardiola must be absolutely fuming that we took, we've, taken, we've taken that top spot and we ain't letting it go. There ain't no game in hands situation anymore, which there was all last season. So, you know, when we went to when we went to the Etihad last year, and it was this six pointer, wasn't it? We were three, we were seven ahead, could have gone ten. Yeah. In the end, we ends up three ahead, four ahead. So we are now six ahead, and we enter Anfield on Sunday against Man City. Let's look to last season because I remember last season because we had those results against them in the league and in Europe. I remember doing a podcast before the saying we are in, Pep said, and, and, and we need to take advantage of that. For me, I think Klopp was too defensive. He was too worried about countering. He was too worried about conceding. We were very lucky to come out of that with a nil-nil draw because obviously Mahrez missed a, a, a last gas pen. What does he do different now? Does he do anything different, Paul? Does he attack? Does he have to do... Do, do you think Klopp would go, well, I'll have a draw again? Or does he have to push on from here? What do you think? I think he could actually do similar to what he did last season. But now he's got the buffer of six points because I think this time last season it was level at the top, wasn't it? And Chelsea were quite close as well. That's the big yeah. difference. And it's bizarre. It's just absolutely crazy, this title race again. It's like last season where I know like Sky make these games how it was like title deciders. These truly could become title deciders because last year it was 98, 97. It's looking like it's going to be 90 plus again this season. So with that six-point lead... Liverpool just don't have to lose. Like, you know, because that's one game down against City and there's six points to claw back. And I just think Guardiola, I think those two games were quite eye-opening for me last season because I thought Guardiola changed his tactics for one the first time in his career yeah, in Anfield. And he, he was, he tried to, he never, he was never as open as he was in the Champions we League We were in games. his head, unfortunately, he was in Klopp's head. Yeah, it, it was very cagey, wasn't yeah, it? Cagey. And then the second game, I've never like this, Etihad's atmosphere is really poor, isn't it? I don't think I'm like no being there, biased. Not yet, and... But they played like it was an Anfield game. They played Liverpool. They, they and they play, it was a fantastic game of football. To be fair, a draw probably would be in the fair results. I, I just I think it all depends on Guardiola. I think if, if he's brave enough, because if he if, if City were to win three points, it's game on from their point of view. But if they were to do that, you wonder if it play into uh, Liverpool's hands. I, I think Klopp might be cagey and just wait and see what Guardiola does. Keep it. I don't know. I think he'll just do what we've been doing, a couple of tactical changes here and there. And the likes of Oxley chamberlain I think, will bring that dynamic of the Champions League, obviously, when we played them last year. It's that get-at-them spirit, isn't it? Mm. That get-at-them. Yeah. You don't like... I feel like we need to do that, that ruthless, just, you know, anyone can come. The, when we went to Bayern Munich, that feeling like we're not getting beat today. Yeah. And mm. you just know from the off, you know, a couple of tackles go in, they're misplacing passes. We need that from the get-go. Yeah. And I feel like this, obviously, you've said, you know, it's a six-pointer game, but I don't think Liverpool can come out of this with, obviously, a defeat or a draw. I think they've got to win mm. because look what happened last season. As soon as City get the claws in, they just don't give up. And obviously, Liverpool have got a hell of a lot of fixtures coming up. It's and I just point. feel like this, it just, yeah. it's so big because you've got to win it. Not because Man City are rivals. Not, it's not like you're playing Everton or Man United where you've got to win just for that personal feeling of you don't want them to beat you. Yeah, you've yeah. got to win this because you want to win the Premier League. And obviously you've got to win every game to win the Premier League. But it just feels like this game is bigger than anything. And because it's at Anfield, we're in control and we, Klopp should just go out with that sort of confidence. You know, like we do on big European yeah. nights, that feeling of just... 
Liverpool are going to win this one and we, we really, I, uh, really need to win it. I absolutely agree with you, Keith. I think, I think that if you attack this game, if you walk into this game saying a draw's not bad, it's, it's, it's absolutely playing with fire. I think, you should, I think personally, Klopp should come into the same way. It's a massive statement to make here. Yeah. And if Liverpool can come out of this game 2 or 3 nil, or, you know, 1 nil, it doesn't matter. They can clear. come out of the game, and, but more importantly, and I know that he learnt a lot from the Charity Shield, didn't he? Because the first half we were woeful. Second no, half we really again, got yeah. older, man. He changed tactically. Now, whether or not he sees that tactical change, I think we have to go into this game, Monty, because if we walk away from this with only three points, we're nine ahead of them. Like Kiva said, we've got a massive build-up of fixtures, but that will his head's going to blow. His head's going to blow. Going into the international break, you'll have to sit in the study thinking about this. Sit in the study, you know yeah. I mean? And also then go for it because we've got ten days off before yeah. our next game. So run a few players into the ground because. They've got time to, 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 to recover from it. I think he really needs to, personally for me, he really needs to take this by the throat, this game. No tactical game or two and throwing. He needs to go for this game. And look, you can change it on the pitch. If you do that with that setup and it ain't working, then you can change it. Mm-hmm. You know, arguably, you look at City possibly with, 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 with a big injury list. I mean, they're talking about David Silva being out. Rodri's out. Great player, Rodri. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what you expect when you're paying gazumbies or, you know, gazillions of pounds or someone. But he's a great player. But they're missing quite a few. They are at the back. You know, uh, they're ropey at the back now because they're not. You know, Laporte's gone. Chinchenko's gone. Uh, Stones ain't the best, is he? He's got, no. he's got a mistake in him. I think this is the time to really go at the throat of them and really try and get a game. And that's why I think Oxley chamberlain for me, should be the kind of person who goes at them because he, he embodies that spirit of, I don't care who you are, we're going to have a go. I think, listening to you two there, I think you're absolutely spot on, whereas I was think, I still think it might be cagey, but the both of you are arguing. I, don't, I, think, I think it will be cagey, but, but I don't but, think it should I, be tactically it, set up that way. Because you, who's got the more to lose in a way? Like, you know, City, like that. They, it's Liverpool, really. Yeah, it's Liverpool in control controlled. of this situation. And that's, that's, and, that's you know, an interesting... we come out of it and we have been beat, we'll look for the positives and the yeah. positives will be, look, yeah. we're still... Ahead of them, yeah, but it's still in it's our just hands and fr- to go to nine and three. We know what happened last season. Where as soon well, as we, games in hand as last soon as we dropped well, down, it just it just felt like we gave them a piece of our heart. We yeah. were just like, yeah, here you go. And obviously, then we had the well, they had the Champions League as well. But then that sort of become a bit of a thing for us. And it was like, you know, it went to the it went to the wire, didn't it? Mm. And obviously. Just so upset, and I feel like Liverpool have just got to remember that feeling they must have felt on the last day of the season when they know, you know, Man City are down at Brighton, was it? And they're lifting the Premier League title, and we're not, and we've literally been beat just once by Man City. So you just know how crucial and important. And I'm not thinking Liverpool are going to, you know, be the Invincibles or anything like that. It doesn't feel like that's going to be the, the season, but obviously, we got to January last season, so we can just. I think negotiate till then and just see how it goes because you know you know City can put together them sixteen game winning mm. streaks and if Liverpool them winning streaks are so brutal because Liverpool just like the United and Everton they've dropped four points yeah. but they're picking up every week they're yeah. just collecting as you're yeah. drop you know your little leaving a trail of breadcrumbs and. Pep Guardiola's there, isn't he? Right behind him with a basket. Off, so. <laughs> yeah, you do wonder what psychologically it'll do to Pep because he's an amazing manager. There's no question about that. One of the best probably the world's ever seen. But he does look like he's cracking and he does look like Liverpool We've have got been under his skin. In his side and, from day and, one. But I've never seen him like this. Like, you know, the, I think the, in, the, his, the, in his, the, his first season, when he got beat yes, at Goodison yeah. Park, 
and it just felt like his head went a little bit and it was like whoa I'm gonna have to buy a lot more yeah. and make yeah. this team and he got rid of loads of players and you know that was the, the big money they were spending and you know now he's got this amazing team who obviously won the domestic treble they are a brilliant team and it's not the best <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. It must just be like, what more can I well, do? Well, I think yeah. what it is is, I think what it is is, look, we have to go back to the season before last when they were twenty odd points clear of everyone. They won the kids, they won the league with half a dozen games to go, and he's perhaps sat there and he thought, I have now built this team that is not going to be. I touched. think he won it before Christmas when didn't he? It beat, was ridiculous. He beat United, yeah. didn't he? And that yeah. was it. Then they were so far ahead. It was like no so. We sat now. there and he's gone. That's it. No one's coming near us. But to use a scouse term, his head can fall off a little yeah, bit. It can, yeah. yeah. But I think the main reason it's fallen off is because there comes Liverpool. It's Liverpool who have done with with a fraction of the budget, who have uh, have closed the twenty six point gap, and is it, his head's gone there because he's thought he's going to be sitting down miles ahead of any other team for the next four or five years, and it hasn't happened because Liverpool have come along and said Klopp's come along and he's gone, no, I want a piece of this, and they were by the skin of their teeth last season, yeah. and that's why I think he looks at every result now and, and the fact that they're still behind. And I think it's a dagger to the heart every time he must go into the dressing room. Like after Southampton, he oh. must go back to the dressing room buzzing. Hard fought winner, Walker got a late winner, didn't he? And then how did on? Oh, yeah, do you want? Do we do we do we want that? Do we want down to three minutes to go? That and that Amazon and then, Prime thing was like Klopp said he'd never do anything like that. He'd yeah. leave the club for that real for yeah, that reason. For, for yeah. that reason, I think it is because the, you know the scene in Goodison was yeah it? the scene at Goodison yeah. Park and Pep Guardiola's there, in Mikel Arteta and his yeah. backroom staff, and he's speaking about Salah and Mane yeah. and Firmino and Liverpool, like he's that obsessed with Liverpool. That will and never I think obviously you know it's passionate. He's a great manager, and you you know. If yeah, if years gone by before you'd snap him up, wouldn't you? As a manager, oh, of course you would. He's brilliant. He's you know he'll go on to win many many things and probably go down in history as one of the greatest managers ever. No doubt about that. He he changed football, his whole philosophy and you know ticky tack and all that, yeah. whatever it was. And you know you've got to respect him, but I just feel like his obsession with Liverpool is. I don't. I, feel, I don't feel like it's healthy, like no. because I think you, you well, wouldn't it's know that it, his master plan. That's yeah, why. Mm. that's what I mean. But you wouldn't know that. Other He's a than perfectionist for that as well, as I imagine as a perfectionist. That leads you to think. It's well. It's it's his it's his dynasty. He's ruining his dynasty because yeah. he wants it to be. He's done it in Germany. He's done it in Spain. He wants it to be in this yeah. in the Premiership, so far ahead of everyone. And plus, and plus, Europe as well is another dagger. Because there's us lifting the European Cup again, and we're just laughing at them. We're laughing at them. We're sitting back and we're going, "Look what it's cost us!" But we're doing it through great determination. And I know for a fact that every time he walks out in that stadium and he sees empty blue seats, I know for a fact that he must look at that and think, "I don't deserve this." Yeah, I don't deserve this. And he looks at a million people lying in the streets of the pool, and then you look at theirs. It's an absolute shambles. It's embarrassing. They're, they're trying to attract influencers to the club on social media <laughs> to, to try and did you see that Rodney Marsh yeah. come out and said I've never been so ashamed of that club life. someone with the passion of Guardiola someone with that kind of you know that spirit he has and, and, and that passion for the game and passion for life the Spanish passion he has he walks out onto that pitch and sees them seats you see them every single week there are empty blue seats there and, and, and that atmosphere and it must kill him to see Anfield and that's why I think on Sunday the ideal situation for me would be them coming out to an absolute cold. They're going to get that anyway, let's be honest with you. Apparently there's tickets flying, flying around for eight grand. Wow. And that's how ridiculous it is. Um, but I'll take 7.15 now. <laughs> um, if we can just get that passion and we can really give them a, a game and, and hopefully get a result, I think it will do him so much damage for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a cauldron, isn't it? It's just by oh. the, you know... 
if we can get the win, I feel like it will just be detrimental. Because I think, thinking then when you're speaking, and obviously he didn't win the Champions League at Bayern Munich, he hasn't won it yet at Man, Man City. He's wanting that secretly, that's as deep down as obsession, but he knows the City fans, that's not they really, they're not really it. in They don't that. care about it. They don't, you don't have to hit they, they don't, don't get it. No, they don't get it. Where it must be a heartbreak to him. For well, particularly Barcelona, still, Bayern still, Munich, still doing, still are... doing the anthem, aren't they, and stuff like that. And fair enough, you did it for the season or two, but they're still doing it now, aren't they? But like booing the, booing the, the Champions, Champions League anthem yeah. and stuff like that. It's just but the Champions League, time, like isn't what it? you dream of, isn't it? Yeah. It's what you he's know. certainly what he wants to dream of as well, especially because he's done it. He's done the Premiership, and he's come to that club, and that club, them owners have said to him, "We want the we want yeah. the Champions League," and he hasn't been able to do. It. We're talking far too much about City, but it's about it's it's related to us, of course. Winning the Premier League, like he has. I feel like that's why if Liverpool do go nine points ahead, that could just pretty much end this season. This is why I think it's... I just feel like because yeah. I don't think they've got enough in them. Every team that's won the Champions League in recent years, it's got to be the fans. Look at Real Madrid doing that treble, but their fans were behind them. It's I don't know, it's a special competition that brings out something in you. It's it's not just football. Well, it's, it's, hot, it's history. Yeah. yeah. And it's history you, and they ain't got really none. And it's hard to that. say to them because they go, oh, you lived in the past. Living in the past is what brings you the future. What brings you the, it's why you enjoy the present and why you look forward to the future because you've got the past. You've got the foundations of it. We've got it. Real Madrid have got it. All the big sides have got it. They haven't got it. They haven't, which is why, you know, they're, they're, they're waving plastic flags and cheering and that must be a dagger to his heart. And I think if we go out there Sunday and, and that cauldron hits them and we can give it to them, it will absolutely snap him in half. I, I, I truly believe it. It'll be a size 13 football boot to the knackers <laughs> of Pep Guardiola. Um, that's what I believe on it anyway. And I, I, and, I think, and I think I've said this before as well in previous podcasts and I'll keep reiterating it. The moment they let Vincent Company go and didn't replace him was a huge mistake. A huge, I'd have gone straight to Ramos and I'd have gone, I'll pay you what you want. Yeah, yeah. Bring you here. Because first and foremost, he'd have got an hard head straight away because we yeah. hate him. Any kind of thinking about Liverpool keeping off your case, get Sergio Ramos. He was he was one to go anyway. He was available, he was I think, available. at one point. Yeah. But then he had to backtrack and sort of say, actually, I'm staying. Probably because no one come in from Because you know why? Because it's all about salons. I think Pep as well is Barcelona ties. I don't think he could do it. I just feel like that. But you when go your against goes ahead you know, of the clubs, yeah. that's when yeah. you're in trouble, isn't yeah. it? No one's bigger than the club, they say. And I think the idea that they didn't replace him is massive. Yeah. Because He's the man who's been in that dressing room for years going, come on, let's get in, let's get into them. The goal against Leicester, I'd argue the goal against Leicester st- st- killed our season. That killed our season, that goal against Leicester, because they didn't look like Leicester had them contained. Mm. That was nil-nil all day, and we won the league by a point. It's a Gerrard moment, wasn't it? But that's what captains and leaders do. Do you know what, though, as well? I think we've overlooked them losing Fabian Delph. Not as much on the pitch, but I think that yeah, was When very, you see that documentary, you didn't realise how much of a big personality he was. He yeah. had, and I feel like, you know, they've lost two in a clean sweep there of, you know, Lads who just and get that's it. that's vital. That's yeah. vital when you've got that because if you've got that voice that can come, you know, he he was injured for most of his career, but yeah. he never let go of him because he was important. And yeah. the moment he left, and they went, "Well, we're all right with Adam." No, you're not, because mm. these are the moments where you need them to drag you up and dig in. Now I think they're there for the taking on Sunday because if the injuries are true and they're not just hogwash kind of thing, and and, and Sal, Silver is out, I think we've got I think we've got the measure of them. Their back four is going to be ropey. I just hope, you know, in Klopp we trust. And ultimately as well, you could argue that if we don't win, we're still ahead by four points and it could be a wake-up call we need. I just feel like we're still in that shadow of them. It's still, Liverpool are doing really well, but City are on the outside and we're going to wait for them to come through. And I think it would be an incredible statement mm. if we just went bang after and then, and then moved them nine points ahead. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just the standard they've set over the last two seasons is just incredible. And I, I honestly think if Liverpool were to pit them to the title this season, it'd probably go down as maybe arguably the greatest title signs because we're, we're dealing with a side here who are no unprecedented, no unprecedented as you said two and a half years ago, no twenty five points clear. We've closed the twenty six yeah. point gap, yeah. and not only have we closed it on them, we're We've opened on the others, so we're clearly we've we've just come straight up on the outside rail and absolutely done his barnet in because he wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> so let's look at the lineup before we go. Let's look at the lineup we think we should have there, and I think it's more importantly. How do you feel about the front three? Do you feel there's been a bit of a stutter with? I mean, Manny's been incredible. Firmino still pulls his tripe out. There just seems to be that little moment of overcooking it, doesn't it? One touch too many that we just need to get rid of. I quite agree with what Michael Owen said as well after the game. He was saying about Salah. He's just hungry and obsessed with scoring, mm. and he's grown in that sort of role since he's come to Liverpool because he stopped, scored all these goals. Kind of like yeah. didn't feel like a fluke. He's a world class player, but it must have felt like to him he got. So 15 goals yeah. I think the season before yeah. and then now he's scoring you know 40 odd or whatever it was and it, it's like you know now he's going to take these shots and I feel like obviously Mane earlier in the season at Burnley showed that little bit of discomfort about and a little bit of you know come on you, I was you glad he wiped that up though but eventually. obviously Mane wasn't on the pitch last night for a long time where he was just shooting but I think when he hits him in the top corner you're not worried are you and you know he was showing intricate little moments there where he, he was just spinning Defenders were just gang defenders were just spinning in circles. Yeah. He did he? he did great work for the, uh, the, the Oxlade-Chamberlain. So goal. I feel like he's just warming up, and you know he's already scored a lot of goals this season. I don't think I think the problem sometimes with Liverpool fans is they want to look for a problem with a player. There's there's not a problem no. with no. Salah. He's he's a no. world class player. Yeah. He didn't score last night, but he he could score it on doesn't Sunday matter. more it's than the like, influence. You know, world class players carry an influence that doesn't necessarily mean good balls in the back of the net. He carries an influence where. You know, balls get sprayed out to him. There's two defenders going after him straight away, and, you, and that leaves openings. That's how important he is to the team. I think. I think Bobby. I think Bobby's dipped a little tiny bit, but his work rate is incredible. So he might dip with his flashy footwear, but then he makes up for it by by just the sheer the work. You know. So you're looking at them three, aren't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And then for you, what's your midfield three? I think it's got to be Wijnaldum. Fabino and Oxley Chamberlain because yeah. Klopp only briefly mentioned Henderson's fitness at the end yeah. of the press conference, but he was saying like, "Oh yeah, he's been in bed all day ill, and I've not spoken to him. And if he's out, you know, if he's out today, he's out tomorrow. Gets to the point where do you risk him? He is the captain at the end of the day, but I just think he is. But has he got more uh, to offer on the bench? Yeah, yeah, I think maybe, so. like he did towards the back end of last season. Yeah, I, I remember just, the Southampton game. I think that was I was I had that in my thoughts when I was thinking yeah. of my midfield yeah. three is the same, and I was thinking. Even him and Milner can both come on. I think they come on that game together, didn't they? And just sort of just rescued it when, you know, Things we were, were lagging slightly, a little yeah. bit. And, you know, if they need to. I just think with Oxley team, you've got to play it on form there. And I think it will be tight. And I just think it could be decided by a big moment. And at the moment, he's one of the players who are, are Hopefully producing. his ankle's all right. He took a knock on the he ankle did, last yeah. night. And then he, he came did. off a little, not, not, I don't know how much further than that he came off. But obviously, like you... you touched on earlier on in the pod, pod he, he is coming back to form, but he is still... He is still having to get to that peak, that that premier peak. That I think you know, if he scores at the week, you, you'd say he's there. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. back. Yeah, he's going to want to, and that's what I think we've been lacking. Uh, lacking's a, a stupid word, really, because we, we're near. No, but I know what you mean. Just yeah. that feeling that someone can just go, "I'll have a go at this," yeah. rather than having to tippy tap it. In. We have missed that for so long we from really the midfield, have. haven't we? You know? And it yeah. gives obviously it gives the uh, the opposition something else to deal with, rather than we know they're going to score. 
well, we're going to, they're going to attempt to score from left, right, and in the centre there. Yeah. But now you've got someone just behind them who can get into the box yeah. and do it as well. He did at United, and he went close to United with that left foot and shot. He's yeah. just got something like it's very hard to stop, and he's got a great shot. He's got, he's got, got two shot good, two good two, feet, yeah. two good feet. You know. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, look, we will keep everything crossed. Fingers, toes, everything, legs, everything will be crossed for Sunday. Um, thank you very much, Paul Wheelock. Another good pod. Thank you very much, Kevin O'Neill. Appreciate it again. Enjoy your buenos. Thank you very much. Um, and whoever you are listening out there, wherever you are, you are at Red. I know you are. That's why you listen to us. And just let's, all I can say really is just let's live in the moment because this is an, inc- we've already as a team given, and as fans been given just this season alone, more than most football fans ever get, ever get in their lives, ever get in their entire lives supporting the club. We've got probably over the last season, we've got, Ten times as many things. You look at the Barcelona game. You look at the Champions League. You look at the Villa last week. You look at Leicester. This is a team that just keeps your heart bubbling, doesn't it? It just it fills you with so much passion, and 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 let's enjoy every single second. But while we're living in it now, let's not worry about what's down the road. Let's just appreciate this team that we got because there's something special. I think the the mad thing is when you you do all that, I'm getting goosebumps. Now. <laughs> um, no fan has left Anfield in the league since. That Crystal Palace game four in 2017. Years ago. Four years ago this week. Four years ago four on Friday. Years. What was that? The Palace game. That one, I mean, about the, the oh, last defeat. Oh, sorry, yeah. The last, no, but that, I mean, last, that game as well. Where, where he said that. Ben like, yeah. last defeat, yeah. yeah. But, two and you know, years, we, two no, years. no one's come out of Anfield and gone on the bus sorry, or yeah, walked, yeah. you know, and yeah, had yeah. that feeling of, like, oh, we've just lost there. Yeah. Because we haven't. We haven't. That's it's an unreal. extraordinary... We are living We are living now as Liverpool fans in a most extraordinary time. A time where, even in the old days, it wasn't. It hasn't been this good. It hasn't been this consistent. You, you can't... This is arguably the greatest uh, team setup we have had. And we need to enjoy it. And we need to follow them and get behind them. And it won't always be pretty. It won't always be incredible. But we will get the job done and we will try with the passion and, and we need to get behind them, especially Sunday. So anyone listen to this now who, who is lucky enough, I won't be there, unfortunately. But if you're lucky enough to be going to that game, sing your hearts out for them, lads, because they are bringing it home and they, and they are making us proud every single week. It's been a great pod. Really enjoyed it. Um, keep supporting the Red Men wherever you are. Keep supporting Blood Red as well. We appreciate it. And uh, this has been another Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitz. Up the Reds! <laughs> You've been listening to the Poetry in Motion podcast on the Blood Red channel.